Welcome to the PRISM Podcast. PRISM North America is a K-12 school system committed to building a sanctuary for children and families in North America. PRISM is a Northgate school, and this is our podcast. Welcome to the PRISM Podcast. My name is Misty Newcomb. I'm the superintendent of PRISM North America, and this is our podcast. On this episode, we are picking up where we left off last week in the middle of a conversation that family counselor Zach Newcomb and I had about discipline. If you missed last week's session, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that one first so you have more context for this one. If you've been waiting for the rest of the conversation, well, wait no more. Let's talk about uh, a taboo subject here. The book talks a lot about spanking, and he makes a really strong case for spanking as an acceptable acceptable tool and a biblical tool. And one of the things that is interesting to me over the years, you know, we've trained teachers and we talk about discipline strategies, and um, I talk with parents all the time. And one of the things I find is that almost everyone's been spanked, grew up in a house that they spanked. Almost everyone eventually does spank, and and you know, by doing it believes it's acceptable and almost no one wants to admit it. (laughs) (laughs) And like as recent as this month, like in the last couple of weeks, I heard uh, someone say, well, we didn't want to spank because, you know, we don't want violence in our home, but we don't know what else to do. So we're spanking. And I think that statement really pulls up some of the challenges with spanking as a tool, an effective tool, (laughs) because There's so many assumptions inside that spanking is violent. I'm doing something I don't really believe in. I'm, you know, spanking is a last resort when my kid is, you know, has escalated so much. And I think that all of those assumptions, they're no judgment. They're incredibly common. I hear them all the time. I've heard some variation of that statement a thousand times. When we talk about spanking, there's some really big do's and don'ts in in spanking. And um, one of the things that he described when he talked about spanking, he said, it is a parent in faith toward God and faithfulness uh, towards his children undertaking the responsibility of careful, timely, measured, and controlled use of physical punishment to underscore the importance of obeying God. Zach, what are your thoughts on the do's and don'ts of spanking? I mean, I run across this a lot. I have, I have definitely experienced that families being a little embarrassed that they've done it. That's always a dreaded question when I ask a parent, when I have a parent and a kiddo in my office and I'm like, what kind of discipline do we use? Uh, and you always get, most of the time spanking has been there at some point in the kiddo's life, uh, sometimes more than others. Uh, and so if I have a parent that is using spanking and I don't have a problem with spanking, I talk to them about a few things. Uh, one, of course, it can't be done out of anger. That's a big piece of that. Uh, it needs to be controlled. It doesn't need to be chaotic. Uh, a lot of a lot of spankings uh, that I've seen. And I, back when I did in-home work, Misty, I, I was in their home for two, three hours oftentimes, right? Working with them on discipline and children and how to manage life just in general. Uh, and so you would see chaos oftentimes where it was very chaotic. Uh, where the the parent was a little bit out of out of control, the kid was a little bit out of control. So I talk about it. We need to make it a little bit more of a managed environment. <clears throat> it cannot be done out of anger. So if you can't, so if the parent can't do it effectively, then then I want to see them, uh, you know, send the kid to their room for a few minutes until the parent can kind of get themselves together uh, if they're going to use spanking. Uh, another thing I talk to parents about spanking as well uh, that I, I find is important is. W- 
what triggers a spanking yeah. versus not. Uh, and, and what I would say is like spanking would be kind of your highest level of discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and I always want to communicate this to families. Cause like when I ask a family, wh- when do you trigger your highest level of discipline? Right. Whether that be spanking or not, in this case, we'll say it's spanking. Uh, most families will kind of look at me funny when I say that, <laughs> like they've never thought about this before. Uh, and then oftentimes it, it, they will say uh, safety issues. Right. And that's great. Safety issues is a good one. Uh, but the fact that you never thought about it before tells me you're probably doing it whenever your emotions get to the point that you're angry enough that you're going to spank, uh, which is not what we want. Uh, that can be a very ineffective and dangerous way of doing it. So I always talk to families about defiance. Uh, defiance to me is the highest, one of the highest level uh, behaviors or attitudes from a kiddo uh, that, especially when they're younger, is going to be the, one of the first things I target in a kiddo uh, because defiance breaks down the family system. Uh, uh, it's basically a kid saying, I know better than you. Like the whole st- the whole structure of the family is for parents to impart wisdom into a kiddo. And when the kiddo looks at you and just says, no, just like puts a kink on that wisdom hose that you're, you're teaching them. Uh, and then that's an area, especially in younger kiddos that potentially could trigger a, could trigger a spanking. No, I think that's actually really good because it's challenging the architecture of a home Yeah, and you don't challenge architecture. Yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. I think it's a good, I think it's a good topic to bring up that it's not just, uh, and I kind of just want to like summarize. So you're saying as parents, you should consider what triggers a spanking, where they get spanked. It's not something that's just done. You know, like I think one of the challenges with looking at research on spanking is that who knows what people are talking about? Are we talking about child abuse or are we talking about like kids running by and parents just swatting in exasperation, kind of out of control, but not like painful, but just like, I'm just going to swing my arm at you. <laughs> like Also not effective, like maybe not painful, but yeah. also not effective. And, and all of those things to me are like right underneath that exasperation thing. Uh, you can't win in that that, that kind of thing. So, so what triggers, how, and when do you do it? And obviously in control. And then, uh, and, and I think just the parent's posture is so big on that, Mm -hmm. the so big on that. And the consistency again, I think is such a big deal. Like you were talking about, you can't, you can't someday spank for this and someday spank for that. You can't some days spank here and someday spank there and someday spank for be mad and some days be super calm. Parents have to have like a consistent, a consistent tone and, and everything. Yep. So in control. And there does have to be the, uh, an effective level of pain, uh, without, you know, obviously abuse. abusing the kiddo. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be leaving bruises mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, but there mm-hmm. needs to be an effective level of pain. Just like, just like you said, I've seen in homes where a parent, you know, in the chaos of kids everywhere, you know, gave a little tap to the, to the booty of a kiddo and then the kid keep doing what they were doing. And the parent look at me like, see, it doesn't work. I was like, okay, <laughs> that is not, yeah, of yeah. course it, yes, it did. That did not work. That is not what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and that's the challenge with a lot of the research and the data out there that I have seen is that it's, they have a hard time defining what it is. Mm-hmm. They have a hard time uh, measuring what actually a parent is doing. Cause yeah, you can mess up you can mess spanking up really badly. Uh, mm-hmm. 
But doing it correctly, I think it can be a very effective tool. Yeah. Basically. And and doing it at the right, you don't take a 15-year-old and and spank yeah, them. No. Like that's that's crazy. So there's I think like it's yeah. one of those things that should dramatically diminish as they age. So it almost um in what you're saying, I think it almost like you could almost summarize it. And and quite frankly, the book in when he talks about like procedures, I thought he did a great job of summarizing the how and when yeah, of spanking. Yeah. I think about uh uh, you know, when I was a kid, m- my mom probably handled 90% of the discipline just because my dad traveled a lot. And my mom was one that we had the most interface with. And she was like a rock star spanker. <laughs> she should get, she should get an award for it. She had four kids and, but she was like, I, I don't have memories of being really wounded by it. I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't something I was pumped about, but it did, it effectively did yeah. the job. There was a place we got spanked. We only got spanked in their bedroom, which was not a place we went a lot. Yep. There was a tool that we were all, you know, like it wasn't like she was just spanking us with whatever she could lay her hands on in the moment. There was always a, the same tool. There was yeah. always a conversation before and there was a conversation after and she would sit with us yep, and yep. and I think that um, in the book he talks about communication and spanking like if you're just giving out harsh consequences and you're not having communication or you're just communicating and you're not giving out consequences that impact the, the child you are like a ship a cargo ship that's imbalanced and it's going to sink you know yep. if you just shift those things over it, it won't sink and so I think that those are really big parts of it as long as the you know, spanking can veer into abuse if the parent is out of control, it, but it doesn't have to. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and it's to me, the chaos that you described, whether the spanking is painful or not, it's the chaos that makes it sometimes such an ineffective tool. And sometimes that chaos comes from the parent's own heart and their own anger. And sometimes it comes from, uh, just not doing your, your due diligence to, yeah. And just lack of knowledge, yeah. not understanding what's happening. Uh, I, I like what you said. And I think that's super important uh, when you're talking about your mom being the superstar spanker, right? There's, there's a place where it happens. There's a way it happens. Uh, and oftentimes to me too, like, so with both our kiddos, you know, it would happen. It wasn't merciless or anything like mm-hmm. that. You know I mean? It, it just, just to the right spot. And then we sit down, I give them a hug, tell yeah. them I love them. And then I give them the time they need to collect themselves. Right. That was the other piece of it is I, I, you know, I'd go I'd, I'd be respectful about it. I'm not going to like shame them for the rest of the day. I'm not going to drag them crying in front of their peers. I'm not right. going to, it, it's, I'm, I'm going to let them close the door. I say, Hey, whenever you're ready, come out and join us. And you know, that's, you know, five, 10, 15, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. however long. And they come out and join us. And then I, you know, encourage them and we do something fun. And, and so I think that it has to be sandwiched correctly. Yeah. Uh, there's a process of going into it. There's a process of doing it. And there's a process of coming out of it. Because you're right. Yeah, like you don't yeah. mock the kid for crying. Of course, they're going to cry. They just got spanked. <laughs> yeah. Some kids get mad, you know, and there's some space for that. As long as it's within reason, there's space for that. Yeah, and absolutely. And, then, and then it's over. Like that was to me the big thing about discipline in our home. It wasn't my mom nagging us nonstop. It was you had your consequence and then we weren't negotiating it and then it was over. Whether that was your grounded or yeah. that was your getting a spanking, it was like, there's not really a negotiation here. I'm the parent and this is the consequence. And my job is to give you a compass. My job is not to make you feel happy in this moment. It's to give you a compass and yeah. here's how I'm doing it. Yeah. And so whether it's like being grounded from stuff when you're older or getting a spanking when you're younger, there was this just no absolute authority 
this is the way it's going to be. I love you. And let's move on. Like the idea behind discipline is to restore you to full community in our, in our home. And why would we negotiate something that we believe in, that we believe is going to help you? And so I think it all goes, it's like this big, huge, very involved thing where it involves your emotions. It involves, you know, your parent, your stability as a parent, because it's in the stability that we communicate. We love you in the stability that we communicate. We're not going to let you go. We're not going to let you keep on this path. And that that's a, that's your philosophy. And then the tools you use are, are a reflection of that. Any, any closing thoughts on that or on discipline in general, Zach? With spanking in particular, I, the, just everything we've just spoke about, you cannot overemphasize the structure of it, yeah. the calmness of it, the, you know, there's a way it starts, there's a way it happens, and there there's a structure for it ending that has to be stable. If it's chaotic, we need to reassess how we're yeah. doing it. Now, and it can be a very effective tool. Just a, This is just kind of anecdotally what, what I see in my office is that if I have an adult who comes into my office and talks about trauma inflicted by a parent, right, apart from just severe, obvious abuse scenarios, like mm-hmm. I'm not talking about those, it is always the emotional state of the parent. Right. Mm-hmm. It's always the yelling, the screaming, the anger that the kid felt. Right. Uh, right. And and data shows that, I mean, giving a kid a timeout can be as damaging as anything else. It's not about the timeout or the whatever. It's about the anger, the anger yeah. and taking that out on the kiddo. That's where that's where I see long term damage occurring. I 100 uh, percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think that's important for parents to recognize that's the structure of it. You not taking it out on the kiddos uh, and you actively using it to mature your kid, whatever, whatever discipline you're using at whatever age. Mm -hmm. So those things are super important. So it's such an important topic. And like, I kind of want to say the same things over and over. (laughs) Um, It's like, like there's some things you could do really wrong, whether you're giving a timeout or you're grounding or like people sending their kids out to do chores kind of sadistically like that. That is, these are horrible, horrible ideas. And it is, it can really damage your kid. And I find sometimes people are really concerned about spanking, but not concerned enough about their emotions. And it's like, Hey, the problem with probably the research you've seen on spanking is guided a lot by people's wacky emotions when they're, when they're doing it. And that's probably, you know, what's going on. So let's rather than repeat ourselves over and over, let's just summarize Effective discipline (laughs) requires incredible discipline from the parent and incredible maturity from the parent. And you get no excuses. These are your kids. So, so we just want to say as a community, that's a standard that we hold and that we expect every parent to discipline their kids from a safe, calm, loving place. Discipline is love. And therefore you are inflicting pain, whether it's a timeout or a spanking or grounding, you are inflicting pain and you don't have the right to do that from a, from a mean place as a parent. You only have the right to do that from a place of long-term good for your kids. So effective discipline requires incredible discipline from the parent. It requires uh, comfort with your kid's discomfort because discipline by nature is invoking a consequence that your child will not find comfortable in one way or another. And so you have to be okay with that as long as number three, you have correct intentions and your intention comes from a place of love long-term. You're wanting to build something good in your kids. And so, uh, so incredible discipline, comfort with your kids, comfort, correct intention has to be partnered with love, compassion, and relationship. That's why as a school, we don't spank. 
we won't, we won't do it because I don't take your kids fishing. I don't remember every birthday. I don't, so I'm not going to, from that, I don't think I have the right to do that. And so uh, I don't have the right to spank if I don't have all these other things in play as well. And, and so that is a, that would be something that parents do. And, um, and I also think situated inside of a community context where it's normalized to discipline and to give, I'm, I'm grateful for that as a, parent, we raised our kids inside of a church and inside of a school community where discipline was like the norm. Like we expect high, high, good expectations of our kids. We, it's not a free for all. It's not a, you know, self-expression fest. And I feel like that gave our kids a sense of this is like normal. What I'm experiencing is not this wildly atypical experience. And so I do think that you can look at the community around you of parents who love and are compassionate and have strong relationships with their kids and help benchmark yourself inside of that the context of community. I think that's a, a really valuable thing. So, um, does Zach, you want to add anything else? You could talk for hours about this, yeah, obviously, I know. and there's other things that would be great to get into, but I think we've, I, I think we've hit the stuff that people need to be focusing on yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you, Zach, for joining us. Thanks for being a part of this and, and thanks for, for opening up and sharing some of this with us. Um, parents, I hope you feel encouraged, inspired. And, um, as you listen to these conversations and these discussions that you have more insight into how to be a, an effective parent and to really help get your kids on the right track and bring them to a place of, of maturity. The, the next couple of chapters are on training objectives and, and it's split between infancy, childhood, and the teen years. And that's where we're going next. So if you're reading along with us, it's a great time to finish the book and we look forward to to finishing out our book study in the next week or two this podcast is a production of prism north america you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you access quality podcasts including apple podcast and spotify to learn more about prism visit us at our website www.prismnorthamerica.org